Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Life in Sport podcast. We're joined by another Maltese Heritage Rugby League player. He's also played over in France, up in Queensland, a bit of everywhere, really. His name, I'm probably going to butcher, is Zarin Galia. Sorry if I butchered that, mate. Hold Welcome there, to the show and thanks for, for joining us. No dramas. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Nah, pleasure's all ours. But obviously, before we get stuck into your journey so far, we'll talk about the most recent game that you played in particular, whether it was club or international, and that was the Heritage League, which was for Malta last, not last weekend, just gone, but the weekend before for Malta against uh, the Federation of uh, Italy in Australia over in Lidcombe Oval. I was there all day. It was a great day of footy, just unfortunate not a great day of footy for you in particular because Malta went down. First of yeah. all, how was that game and how was that game day for you to represent Malta? Uh, you know, it's always, honestly, always proud to uh, represent Malta. I mean, all my families, most of my family's from there and just to get the experience every time. Uh, it's it's second to none, honestly. It's the best feeling just running out there for Malta. No, absolutely. Um, obviously, there was a few calls that could have gone either way. I was there on the sideline watching the men's game. I watched from afar in the stands for the other games, but you know the action is is where it's at on the sideline. And first of all, mate, you were very individually standout performance in my opinion. Maybe I don't know if it was man of the match worthy, but definitely I I definitely know that when you had the ball and when you were tackling on your edge, it was. I mean, you didn't have a an excellent game given the scoreline, but you definitely were in the top three of the multiplayers that game. I mean, again, my opinion doesn't mean shit because I'm just, you know, an armchair expert as people say, but I know for sure that you, you stood out like a sore thumb in a good way on the field. Is that sort of the way that you try and carry yourself on the field, you know, try and lead by example sort of thing? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I sort of just go in the mentality every game, especially specifically for Malta. Um, this is what I get to do. So put your best foot forward always. No, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more with that. And definitely you, you stood out for sure. Um, but obviously junior footy time. Um, I may be wrong in my research, but Dubbo Kangaroos. Was that your first junior footy club or was there a club before that? Uh, so that I had a, there was a club before that, but with the Dubbo Kangaroos, um, that was, I had one year there uh, for the Colts. So I was like under, under 18s. Okay. Um, and how was that, that for was, you? That was rugby union. That was good. It was a good transition. Um, you know, just a really enjoyable year. I was like around with all my best mates I grew up with, you know, we're all fresh 18 um, every weekend, you know. Enjoying your footy and your beers. Pretty much. A lot of bonding sessions, put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds awesome. And obviously we've been men- we've been messaging back and forth for the better part of a week. And yep. we- I was going to bring up the winner mainly, but you suggested bring up your time with Redcliffe instead. And yeah. was that with Colts or was that with Q Cup, as in Hastings during Colts, or was that with the, the Q Cup reserve grade sort of thing? Uh, that was with, so Dolphins was with Q Cup, under 20s. Yeah, so the Colts. And how was that? First of all, how was that playing in that? And now that with Ben Iken removing the Colts, how does that um, impact and or make you feel in general? Yeah, um, honestly, just the whole sense of professionalism down at Redcliffe, it was really good to be a part of. Um, you know, you sort of pride yourself off that growing up. All I wanted to be was just sort of in a system, professional, um, just have my foot in the door, really, and yeah. sort of just pride myself on how I go about my career and such. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, with the Colts being scrapped, it, I don't know, it's it's a bit 50-50 the way you look at it. Like, I've heard some good points from both sides. I mean, oh, the best yeah. kids should be playing against the best kids, but then also... 
if you're good enough at 21, you should be playing against men. So yeah, of, I absolutely uh, agree with like, that. As I'm, well. I'm for both sides, but um, there's definitely think, pros and cons to both sides. Sorry, continue. Money. Yeah, I think the money was a big factor as well. Like just not getting a sort of a return of interest on it. Yeah, no, that's fair, and that kind of. Yeah, it makes sense. Unfortunately, rugby league is a business, as with many sports, and unfortunately, it comes down to that. Which, but also at the same time, if you're 18 or 19 and good enough and and strong enough, you should be old enough, you know. Because once you're 18 in like local leagues, you go straight into open age if there's no under 20s, yeah, sort of thing. So I think why not? But I also yeah. get that same system of it would be good if there was that buffer between under 18s and Q Cup. So yeah, exactly. as you said, totally get both sides of the argument. Um. But I also think it might help a bit more with the yeah. 18, 19s and 20-year-olds to play against people who are 21 and plus in the UK yeah, Cup, yeah. especially for their prospects in the NRL sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I couldn't agree anymore there. And obviously you jetted off for a bit to RC Salon. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Um, yeah, RC Salon 13 over in France. First of all, not only growing up in Australia, then hauled ass all the way over to another continent in Europe. Yeah. What was that like? Um, it's a bit of a funny story, that one, actually. Okay. Um, yep. So I wasn't really meant to be there. Oh, wow. I, yeah, so I went over for a test match for Malta. We played against Bulgaria in Bulgaria. Was that the Romanian, not the Romanian, so the Union game? No, that was league. Okay, so this sorry. This was a league test match. And um, I was over in Bulgaria for a test match. And uh, after that, I was only, so I was only meant to be there for three weeks. I took my backpack and my footy boots and whatnot, and that's all I went. Just traveling yeah, no with my nice. Yep. And I uh, went and visited my best mate, Josh Gatt. I uh, played yep. with him at Redcliffe and met him through all my junior uh, Malta footy and stuff like that. So I met him over in France. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, because he just signed with um, Salon. He yep. was going to go to like an elite one team, but they pulled out okay. um, on him last minute. Sort of stuffed his contract around and he went last minute to Salon as well. Yep. Um, are so they in the elite like, one championship as well? Salon are, uh, are in elite two. Okay. Yep. And then, gotcha. yeah, yeah um so yeah i was visiting him over there and i was like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna stay over here if the like if the club wants to sign me on and help yeah. me out I'll happily stay and give it a crack i mean so probably within two weeks of my journey over there i was like called up my boss over in brisbane quit my job and stayed there with a backpack of clothes and my footy boots nice and how long were you there for were you there for the whole season yeah so i, I didn't play um, like the first four games because I was having problems with my passport. Visa and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So I've got, I end up having to go. I applied for my Maltese passport while I was in Australia. Okay. Um, a few months beforehand. But if you know anything about Malta, it takes them fucking ages to get it. <laughs> yep. Um, so I end up flying would, would having a, Sorry to interrupt. Would having a Maltese passport make it easier for you to have played in France than having an Australian passport? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Because you have to go get a visa if you've, if you're on an Australian passport, whereas Malta is a part of the European Union. Yeah, gotcha. You can live and work anywhere within the EU, so which is really handy. No, that's ripper. And so obviously they were taking an age, took four rounds or four match days at least um, worth of football, and then you got yeah. stuck in. What was it yeah. like and how did it differ to the Australian competitions that you played in? Um, it was it was honestly one of the best experiences I've ever had. Like, I've never met – so I went over to Papua New Guinea when I was about 16 to play some footy. Yeah. And I've never met anyone as passionate as the Papua New Guineans until I went over to France. Oh, wow. Um, on a on a much lesser scale because it's not as popular. However, yeah. the people involved, they are so passionate and love the game of league, which is good to see and it's good to grow. Uh, good to see the game grow in other parts of the world. But they are so passionate over there. It's like, it's a bit, the, the footy is a bit different as well. Like, 
Okay. Um, I'd nearly go close to saying it's it's definitely not tougher, but it's more barbaric. Like if you do something okay. to piss them off, they will not hold back. They will fight you and flog the fuck out of you too. Gotcha. And a few things that may not be let in by the refs in say Q Cup or New South Wales Cup, a ref would turn a blind eye sort of thing. To yeah. Get, like like back in like early two thousands NRL is yeah. French rugby league sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So I remember one game. Yeah, um, go ahead. I uh, had one. I put a. It wasn't late, but you could call it a late shot. So late shot of the half. An unintentional late shot. An unintentional late shot, correct? And um, yeah, they, he just got up, and I just told him to like fuck off, like don't you won't do anything. And little behold, he don't he say got that. Hold of me, so. <laughs> um, oh. and I got yellow carded for that, so I got oh, ten wow. minutes in the bin, yeah. and he got nothing. So. After that, that, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, maybe because the ref saw it as the late shot is was is the was reaction. The, yeah, yeah, was the reaction he was giving for. So uh, I get that, but also yeah, it's it's very it's very interesting. Um, obviously, uh, France is also very into soccer or football, obviously, yeah, yeah. and rugby, and it's hosting the Rugby World Cup currently as we speak. Yeah. You've dabbled in a like a very smidge of union. Obviously, yeah. you played league over there. How was the following over there whilst you were there for Union as well, if you noticed that? Um, I noticed when I played over in Malta, the the local boys are more into the Union than what they are to the league. Kind of like New Zealand sort of thing? Yeah, pretty much exactly like that. Like, obviously, on a much lesser scale, yeah. um, Malta's only 500,000 people, about the size of Dubbo, so, <laughs> yeah. like, in terms of land mass. But, um, yeah, very smaller scale but they're more into their union than what they are to the league okay fair enough and obviously it goes without saying to bring up this topic now that we're talking about it, you did play one rugby union game for malta and what was that like um yeah so i played in a tournament called the uh small so the games of small states yep of europe um which it's i just pretty much just say it's like the small nation olympics yep um so i represented malta for the rugby sevens in that that was just a week-long tournament um, yeah. about 10 other countries and that was unreal so just the whole professionalism around that the way you pride yourself and the whole week was a blast I mean leading up to it um, playing it it gives you sort of a different perspective on how to prepare yourself for those sort of games and um, just how you how you attack everything pretty much yeah well wow, that's incredible like not only yeah. have you managed to represent your heritage slash Malta in general in league, but two codes, which is something that not a lot of people can say, regardless whether it's the Wallabies and Kangaroos, whether it's Malta or whether it's the All Blacks and the Kiwis. You know, that's that's an amazing thing to say that you're a dual international technically, and yeah. that's that's incredible. Um, obviously, you've been representing Malta from the age of 15, so like under 16s onwards. Do you remember yeah. what it was like to get your first call up for the Malta Knights and how that felt? You know, do you, and if so, do you remember the first game that you played for Malta? Yeah, I think, um, excuse me, uh, the first time, I, I just remember getting a message saying, come down. And I was in school at the time and I messaged mum. Yep. And it was just like, just the sense of pride you feel, the raw emotion, it's second to none. Um, just representing your family and your country, like, it's honestly indescribable. Yeah. Um, and then... That's amazing. And and what what team did you play against in your first game for Malta? Um, from what I'm aware of, I think it was Lebanon. Okay. 
It was either Lebanon or Philippines, but oh wow, one of those win. two. Ah, uh, we did get the win. Yes, very yeah. nice. Yeah. Very nice. And speaking of, obviously, there's some upcoming games for the Maltese team, the Malta Knights and the Dames in particular. Uh, this weekend, Harmony Nines down in Croom, which is down near Shell Harbour, all that area. But also yeah. the Malta Knights take on Chile and, um, if I'm not mistaken, Philippines as well coming up over the next few weekends as well at Sylvania. I'll be at those two games. I can't get down to Croom, unfortunately. How are you preparing and how's the team sort of preparing and bonding because obviously there's changes to the lineups constantly, of course. Yeah. In Obviously, one in particular, Jared Salmon, is heading back to England on Sunday, so he won't be able to play. How does the team adjust to those sort of constant changes? Yeah, I think it's sort of the way we've spoken about it to bounce back from this one is just next job. What do we have to do to yeah. prepare ourselves? And that's just get in, um, sort of keep the legs ticking over, I guess. I mean, for a lot of the boys, it's, it's the off-season. Like, our season's just finished about bit over a month ago and so it's pretty much just keeping the k's in the legs and just in that winning mentality that we know we have yeah now that's awesome which absolutely i'm sure you'll get the win over the philippines and chile in general yeah. because you guys always well i mean i don't know about always but you definitely toweled up the philippines in your last um encounter that's for sure yeah Anyone who doesn't know it, i think it was 78 nil or was it 72 nil uh, yeah, that one was at the start of the year, wasn't it? Something, yeah. something around there, yeah. It was it was a big score, I get regardless. So hopefully there'll be a bit more of that uh, to come yeah. from the Malta Knights. Uh, my next question is, which NRL team did you follow growing up? Um, I think probably being WOG, this is uh, pretty um, stereotypical. Uh, but I went for the Bulldogs. So. Oh, you see, I was thinking maybe Robbie Farrow, maybe it was going to be West Tigers. <laughs> nah, nah. Not a, not a fan of the old Tigers. No, that's fair. I mean, who is other than Tigers yeah. fans? <laughs> no, that, that's that's fair enough. Um, well, yeah, that's fair enough. And obviously, by extension, who was your idol? You know, who did you love watching and follow growing up individually? Yeah, uh, individually, probably Hazamel Masri. Yeah. Just because he was sort of... Um, back then, he was probably on the outer, like the whole Cronulla rights, all that, all that drama. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, just Hazamel Masri. Like he comes from a different background, um, and he killed absolutely killed it. Oh, like his goal kicking, it was like I was. He was to, in the middle to the tail end of his career when I was growing up, and just watching him slot them from every bloody position on the field yeah. was almost, almost, and should almost be illegal. It was that bloody good. <laughs> it, it was stupidly good. Oh, and I've got some quick fire questions for you, and then we'll wrap it up with a few final. Um, questions. First of all, Apple or Android? Uh, I think personally Android's better, but I'm too accustomed to Apple, so Apple. I definitely agree with that. I myself, a lot of my contacts have iPhones, so it's a lot easier to iMessage. You know, yeah. say I'm I'm out of, you know, um, a data reception and spot, but there's Wi-Fi, I can use that. But if if 90% of my contacts didn't have it, I'd use Android for sure. Yeah, um, what's your favorite movie of all time? Favorite movie? I'd probably say Remember the Titans. Hey, that's a yeah. great movie. And yeah. only one other person that I've had on the podcast has said that. Yeah. Um, he played for Manly and South Sydney. His name is Josh Starling. The oh, only, yeah. yeah. The only other person that has mentioned that. Um, It is it is such a great movie. It's just brilliant. And, Den- and honestly, anything Denzel Washington, oh, I'm in. Oh, 100% agree get me, with get that. Get me some popcorn, get me some pods. I will sit there and watch it all night. Oh, 100%. And speaking of food, what is your favorite food? Um... I've got a bit of a cheat, cheat meal at the moment. I'm fairly okay. pod snickers. But other than that, I try and be clean as possible. So, yeah, pod snickers for a cheat meal. 
fair enough. And also on the topic of food, everyone in podcasts and whatnot for sports always asks, you know, what's your pregame meal, which is, you know, usually carb loading in the night before. But I want to know, what's your postgame meal that you go to? Postgame meal, it's probably honestly just get the protein back in you. Um, anything protein, so. Like chalky milk, uh, that sort of stuff? Yeah, pretty much. Big steak will do, but um, funnily enough, I used to be vegan for about two and a half years. I've only uh, just gone back to eating meat, but yeah. So eating like tofu and stuff like that was huge after a game. Yeah, fair. And again, brings up another question that I always ask because you mentioned steak. How do you like your steak? Uh, medium rare and absolutely you got to chuck all the sides. Oh, mate, that is perfect. Absolutely agreed. You can't, First of all, I don't want it mooing as in blue, but, nah, I, also, nah. but I also Definitely. want it as a manhole cover. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. You got to chuck all the sides. It's oh, it's a waste of meat if you don't. And what's your game day pump up music like? What's what artists or bands can we expect on Zarin Galea's game day playlist? Honestly, it's a bit all over the shop, but anything pump up. So a bit of bit of Nickelback. Nickelback's good. Yeah, bit of burn to the ground. Um, that's a great song. And then say my name, Spectrum. That's a that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, anything along the lines of those things. Sometimes if I'm in a just a different mood, bit of country, country music yes. always going. Yeah, that's always a good vibe as well. Fair enough. Um, I've got like two final questions for you. First of all, which coach has had the biggest impact on the player and person you are so far? Yeah, um, I'd probably have to say this one's probably equal to both in multinational coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, Damian Neal for the union and uh, Aaron McDonald for the league. Okay, and um, for what reasons? They they go hand in hand. They're like and like. The two of them, they just pride themselves on professionalism and they give me personally just the ability to be myself, yeah. uh, which I appreciate greatly. Um, and they sort of, they just say, do your thing. Like they don't put any pressure on you. They just said, go out there and play. You pick for a reason. And I sort of thought um, for myself, and I was like, well, you're here for one re- uh, for multiple reasons. Um, this is like for anyone. You're playing for whatever reasons, you know, you're either good enough or you've got to They believe in you enough to pick the, to pick you sort of thing. Yeah. 100%. That's incredible. And also having that belief from a coach absolutely makes you go that next level, not just because it's for your family connection, but it's that belief from the coach, which is incredible as well. And my, actually I've got two questions because I just thought of one as well. Um, Who's the pest or the biggest pest of the Molten Knights side? Um. You nearly go close to saying Jared Summit. He's yeah. a huge pest. But also, probably uh, Kyle Castle. He can be okay. a pest. Yeah. He, he gives off a, a bit of a pest vibe, but in the best yeah. way, though. Yeah, um, yeah. And my last question is, what's next for Zarin Galea? Um, currently in talks with a New South Wales Cup team. Mm-hmm. Uh, After so- we're done recording, I'll get that off record just so I can get hump- pumped, 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 yeah. pumped and hyped at the same time for yeah. you. Um, so yeah talking to a new south wales cup team just for next season and then sort of just want to focus on coaching under 16 smolter as well i mean i love giving back to the game and if this is a way for me to give back then i'm more than happy to and sort of coming through the system uh just like they did as a young 15 year old i mean it's crazy how much it's grown actually now that it's brought Mm -hmm. up because for multi in particular yeah well there the multi pathways and just the multi team um, because when I was 15 and coming through, I remember mum drove me all the way from Dubbo to Sydney just for a game to, uh, for yeah. Athens run. 
Wow. Um, and then you'd stay in Sydney like the for that night before like for game day sort of thing. Yeah, correct. And we went to training and there was like six people there. Oh. And um, so we just come all this way for six people to be. It's almost defeating like inside you. It feels a bit deflating, like, oh I I'm doing all this, like yeah. you traveling all that far for six blokes to train. Yeah, yeah. So this was obviously when I was like fresh, like 15, 16. But then to see um both of our all of our pathway systems, we've got about 80 players involved now and it's ridiculous how much yeah. it's grown so it's just proud and the parents do so much to bring them down and the whole committee as well like dave behind the scenes uh nicole simon they've grown it so much and it's just unreal this to see. episode is made possible by our sponsors grips with a z socks.au for the best in grip socks for your footy boots for your work boots even for everyday walking around go to grips with a Z socks.au and use our code life in sport for 20% off at checkout. Also brought to you by Big Rick's Sauce. They've got the best barbecue sauce, and I actually mean that. I was using their product before they came on board as a sponsor. I definitely recommend the Hot As or the With a Bite. Go to bigricks.com.au and use our code Life and Sport for also 20% off at checkout. Zar Pizza. They're a new and they're a new established pizza bar restaurant on the central coast out at greenpoint go and get the big bash cricket pizza it's our pizza that we've come up with it's the aussie with a bit of a chili twist with chili paste and 10 percent of all sales of that pizza go to the breast cancer awareness and mcgrath foundation all that sort of stuff it goes to charity so please 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 head down to czar pizza tell your cj all life and sports sent you and they'll give you a bit of a discount as well as 10 percent of that sale will go to charity and also old mate's kitchen at greenpoint oh they make the best and i mean the actual best biltong dry wars boat wars and many more south african delicacies and amazing things Go down there, tell them Life and Sports sent you, and they'll fix you up with a ripper deal. Also, if you order from them online, put in the comments of your checkout order, Life and Sports sent me, and they'll give you a bit extra. Instead of a discount, they'll give you extra stuff. So be sure to do that and tell them Life and Sports sent you.